Hello and welcome back to Roll and Move. Uh, I think the internet's only podcast about the best type of board games that there possibly can be, which is games roll. where you roll a dice and then you move. Right, Gare? That's right. Roll and move. And then uh, when you get to the end, roll the exact right number. And roll and roll and roll and roll. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for this board game. But before that, uh, I'm Thomas Sugarberg. I'm one of the uh, creators of Rough Draft Games. And here with me is uh, Mr. Garrett Lively, Mr. Jeff Hello. Lee. Hello. Both of them uh, CEOs or whatever you want to call it, employees, slaves to uh, Rough Draft <laughs> to Games game. as well. But I am very excited because this is our first board game that finally we encounter our beloved dice purgatory are wonderful that it, it brings justice to the name of this podcast gentlemen roll right. and move it's Candyland, but but dear <laughs> <laughs> today we are covering buck quest guys i gotta tell you i've learned so much about deer from playing this game it's it's absolutely changed my life and the next time i hit the tree stand ooh, you better watch out because the carcasses are going to be stacked high in the sky you know what i'm saying a single mile the the streets and the forests will will flow with blood from my fallen enemies <laughs> because this is a this is a little bit of a trivia game is is what this is uh if you're if we take a look at the the board game and the instructions that came with it because there's not really a big online presence for buck quest it came out in 1994 i believe published in 1994 by the company uh buck quest incorporated so (laughs) this is our game and we're sticking to it (laughs) this was a one and done operation gentlemen this was it's it's buck quest or nothing we don't know we actually don't know if they're done it it says they're going to make updates oh god when did they say uh, that as as the information changes they said it in 94 94 there's going to be constant updates to the the constantly changing legislation centered around hunting and hunting laws. <laughs> so this game came out almost uh, more than two decades ago, almost 25 years ago. And uh, it's some of the information has aged well, like when they're talking about the amount of molars that are in a white tail buck. But, uh, you know, some of the information maybe has not maybe has not aged so well when they're talking about like you know gun laws and some of the stuff that's a little bit more stricter now but uh we'll we'll be sure to get into all of that but uh one thing i want to talk about first is kind of the background of the industry at this point because every game is either monopoly or candyland so this is kind of like a it's a tile movement based game but i want to talk about why buck quest that is the most important question that we could we could ask right now is why why create a game focused around deer? And I think there's a lot of possibilities behind this. Why do you think that this game about specifically about deer <laughs> and deer hunting was created, Garrett? Well, you know, the good people at BuckQuest have decided to go ahead and answer that question for me. Uh, here on the box, when, when I found this in uh, Half Price Books, this game just really struck out to me um, because of... It's, it's claims here on the box, so I'll just go over these real quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, Buck Quest, over 1,500 question board game covering the latest hunting techniques, deer habits, whitetail management, rifles, archery, muzzle loading, ballistics, conservation, survival, first aid, and hunting ethics. Uh, they claim this is the kind of, kind of knowledge that will help preserve the future sport of hunting. A must for all young hunters, but challenging for all. Um, 
and an exciting outdoor game aimed at improving your hunting skills. So this game is going to save the sport. It's going to make me a better hunter. <laughs> it's going to stop you and, from falling out of your tree stand like an idiot, Garrett. And it's and it's going to keep me alive. That's, That's right. right. So it's got the three things I look for in a board game. I actually, I think this is interesting because I look at when this came out, 1994, and just because I was curious, Jeff, you ever play the old school PC games that were all about like deer hunting and, and that kind of stuff? I did a couple. I, I would say I played it more in the arcade, um, kind of like Duck Hunter on crack, but... <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> it was... I, I remember these old school PC games, and the one that my dad played a lot was uh, was a game called Deer Hunter. And I'm it sorry. was like... It was, I love that your dad played this Oh, game. 100%. <laughs> he, played, he played Top Gun, and he played Deer Hunter. Uh, it was and a man's video game, game. Yeah, it was it was a deer hunting simulator game where you would go up, you would sit in a tree, like a tree stand, and you would wait like for 45 minutes to an hour for a deer to come by, and then you'd shoot it, and you go and you <laughs> you collect the trophy, and that's it. That'd be the whole game. But there would be it it tried to be as realistic as possible because sometimes you'd be sitting in this tree stand for like an hour and a half waiting for nothing. Just waiting for these deer to come by. So the reason that I'm bringing this up is that game came out around 1995, 1996 is when like you started seeing demos of it appear. And then it officially came out in 1997. So I'm wondering if there was this deer hunting zeitgeist. Renaissance. (laughs) This renaissance (laughs) when all these wonderful deer hunting games were really just peaking at that point, guys. We got to go back to the golden age of deer hunting games, which is 1994 to 1997. What a good time. Well, we have the perfect vehicle to do that, Buck Quest. We do. So let's let's peel back the layers of time to go back to a much more simple, honest point in the industry where a man can just sit down in his living room with his boys and learn about deer hunting. So Garrett, why don't you give us a little bit of a mechanic rundown here, huh? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So this, uh, I was actually, I was pretty pleased with this rulebook. Usually I'm, I'm cracking into these um, just awful board games and I'm finding pages upon pages of, of rules that I, I don't want to read through. Um, this one, however, is a single page and specifically it is 10 steps to learn the rules. Uh, which is great. I, I love that, and I'm so thankful for, for this game for doing that. And that's not um, ironic, right? That is like... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm legit <laughs> thankful that these guys pared down... Because it's not a hard game, right? Like, we, we play all these games, and they're not difficult rules. Like, for example, we played Brewopoly a week ago, and the rules could have just been play Monopoly, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but instead, I had to read through the, the two pages of, of rules explaining how to play Monopoly. Mm-hmm. Um, Buck Quest, however, condensed this down to 10 steps. So um, it is a roll and move game. It's you roll a dice, uh, you move that many spaces, you roll a second die, and you answer um, from a card a trivia question. Uh, the number you answered, there, you know, there's six six questions you answer whichever you roll. Um, and then if you get the if you get the question correct, you get to roll again, move again, roll another die. So you could potentially, if you are an expert at deer knowledge, survivor knowledge, survival knowledge, hunting knowledge, you could potentially win this game in one turn. So if you get Bear Grylls and you're playing with Big Bear, Big Bear Grylls, <laughs> he's would, gonna 
He's going to run a train on you. He's just going to finish this game in one go. He's just going to keep rolling that die because he keeps getting it right. That's right. Bear Girls would win this game in one turn. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a you know there's a couple spaces. You have your shoots and ladder spaces that knock you about back a few spaces. There's one other mechanic that I really like. I really love the mechanic um, that they just ripped you know straight from Sorry, where if you land on a space, you you knock them back. Um, same space is, is one of your te- one of the people you're playing against. Is what you yeah, did, right? and it, yeah, you, you land on the same space as, as anybody else. You get to knock that person back. Mm-hmm. Um, the the number of question that you rolled. Uh, which I love. It's a great. It's a great mechanic to just knock people back. And then the final rule is my favorite rule. <laughs> Hang on, and just to be just to be clear with our audience, Jeff and I also don't know whether or not Garrett is being sarcastic. This is all. <laughs> it's been this way for years since I've known Garrett. I'm we never sure. I'm really not. Like, I'm not sure if Garrett likes us. I really, <laughs> I really don't know. I. I yeah, that I hurts. just had we had to we had to little, do a little full disclosure there, Garrett. Uh, please continue. Well, I don't I don't know how to continue after that. But <laughs> the final rule of the game is an in depth discussion on my favorite uh, mechanic in board games, uh, and I'm just going to read this verbatim. The first hunter reaching the finished space wins. However, you must roll the exact number of game trail spaces remaining to enter the finished space. A player rolling a number that exceeds the required amount to reach this finished space may continue play until the exact number is rolled or question is answered incorrectly. So, our favorite mechanic, Dice Base Purgatory, right there, rule number 10. All I can say is why? Like, it's, <laughs> why? Why do that? Why? I don't know. I, I think it's great, too, because they, they actually tried to to make some of the this thematic gameplay line up, you know, with, um, for example, when you land on another player's space, uh, it's said that you are caught in the wrong stand and you have to go back um, down the trail that you were you were walking. <laughs> Pretty fair storytelling. Yeah, it's great. No. Uh, um, so I, I really appreciate uh, that they tried to work in some theme there. But then at the end, I, I, I have never seen where this theme works and why it's a mechanic used in any board game. Jeff, I, I actually have an interesting question here as far as this mechanic goes. You've said in previous podcasts that uh, you like slingshot mechanics, right, to keep people in the game. Is dice-based purgatory a slingshot mechanic? Oh, God. So I like the reason why oh, well. I like slingshot mechanics is because, and I said it before, um, is if you're playing a long game specifically and you just get wrecked in the early stages, whether it's by luck or just people are focusing on you for some reason, it gives you a way to come back. I've won, I've won a couple games like this before. Game of Thrones is one of those where you kind of can sneak around and then end up winning in the later stages. Uh, it makes for a lot of strategic play. Um, this is just for lack of a better term, just cucking everybody. It affects everybody. Uh, whether or not whether or not you're in the lead or behind, it just it's just I wouldn't call it an equalizer, but it's just like it's terrible. I, I'll agree with Garrett. It's the carnal sin of of, of board games, especially dice based board games. I, I think one of the big differences between this and a slingshot mechanic is a slingshot mechanic gives advantage to the player who's kind of in the back you know what i mean if you're playing mario kart there's a little bit of rubber banding which is your <laughs> slingshot mechanic you get more stars if you're in the back right it doesn't it doesn't like yeah and first place only gets coins by the way of, yeah first place gets coins and bananas and that's it um but it doesn't reduce your top speed it doesn't like set up a barrier that just impedes all progress whatsoever so you know, I think there's kind of a difference there between like, you know, some people that might want to defend that uh, the you cannot progress unless you roll the exact number 
as a rubber banding technique or a uh, you know yeah and typically those that are in a lead if you're playing it right you can still you still maintain your lead and you still win um, there are right. some ways that but it's there it's, this is indefensible you can't it affects everybody you can't you can't do anything against it you can't prep for it and that's what that's what makes it infuriating slingshot yeah. mechanics are specifically strategic I think um, in that the person that's behind if they play it right they can put themselves back in they play all their moves right, they can put themselves back in a position to win. And, and that's what mm -hmm. I like about strategic games specifically. Yeah. Are, are there any other components in this thing, Garrett? Or we just got bored and some pieces and some die? Is that it? We've got some, we've got some colored wooden pawns. Um, and we have the trivia cards, which are, you know, just, you know, you're st they're a little bit smaller than index cards on a, in a nice little box. We set those in. But, but no, I, I, the artwork is actually um, original. It, it is good artwork. Is it? Is it? Yeah, on the board. Job. Yeah, it's got good artwork. They, I, I, the what I was dull. looking it's at dull. over your webcam, I thought that <laughs> I thought the artwork looked like shit. It was. No, it's pretty good. I think it's good art. It's it is hand drawn. Um, you got some hand drawn illustrations, and then the the actual uh, the cover of the board game itself is a is a hand drawn deer. It's actually very nice. The the, the graphic design could have used a little work. It's it's dull, and like the the color scheme is. You know, mustard for our right. listeners think of the the artwork is akin to i'd say like 1960s time magazine-esque like it's kind of like that almost yeah. like an oil painting a little like realism a rockwell yeah exactly I, I i think the artwork's pretty neat it's it's also something that uh i i liken it to something that jeff and i can can really get behind is driving through new mexico you just got it's all brown it's nice brown yeah. brown town <laughs> But you, uh, surely you won't be able to defend the art on the board itself, right? I mean, I, I like it because it's little hand-drawn um, illustrations of what is what it's asking me in the cards. I, I think it is... Um, oh, God. <laughs> I think it's thematic. It, the, the, the artwork lines up with some of the, the move back spaces. It's which, a dirty you know, mud brown with, like... It, what is is that? It's thematic. New Roman written on like it's some thematic. of the tiles. Are you kidding me? It's I'm thematic. not. I'm not defending the color scheme. I'm defending the artwork. The realism. The, the, the color scheme is part of the artwork, Garrett. I mean, you're no. gonna sit there. No, 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 no. They they have an artist who hand drew some of these illustrations, and then they also had somebody who just slapped on this mustard yellow color scheme across the taxidermy entire board. board I'm, game. I'm 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 complimenting the artist Hang who on. hand hold drew. Up, hold up the board right now. Hold it up. Right. Not the cut. Not the cover. Uh, not the I'm cover. Sorry. The board. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> You're defending this, Garrett. I Look am. at that. That looks like it was drew. It looks like it was drawn by a fourth grade. I, it looks like clip art on. But the drawings are good. No, the they're not. Good. The drawings are good. They're not. Drawings. <laughs> they're not the drawings good. are good. No, I. If you're going to publish a board game, look at that path. Look at the drawings. The sidewalk is shaped. Look like at that, that drawings. Look at those drawings. Is that supposed to be like a path in the woods? No, it's it's some it's some javelinas climbing up a tree because you got caught. They spent all their money on these sketches. Yeah, javelinas have you up a tree, lose one turn. It's perfect. I okay. know exactly what happened. All right. I we'll agree to disagree. I can't talk to you. Uh, I, I can't speak to you. Uh, Jeff, how's the social factor on this game, would you say? The social factor is Because clearly our friendship is crumbling right now. Um, <laughs> well, I'll say this. So, you know, obviously a lot of the games that we pick out for, for Roll and Move are, are, are um, have very niche gameplay. And, uh, you know, we, we've covered uh, New Moon, which is um, 
a twilight theme based game and we've covered uh brewopoly which is for craft brewing this is probably one of the most niche games that like uh, the other ones <laughs> like this one's like pretty incredible they're very very specific questions um around hunting and and bullet trajectory and what what different what different muzzles and th- different things are called it's it's very it's themed right there the social factor is if you were if you were just a, a a hunter and and this was your thing and you loved it and you gathered up a bunch of other hunters this would be great um for you for those <laughs> oh yeah all oh yeah of you. i could totally see a, gu- a bunch of guys you know they got their beers sitting around a fire you know in the middle of the night after a long i think they would love hunt. this game I, I i think look there's a lot it's, of time sh- there's a lot of time you said it yourself there's a lot of time hanging up in those tree stands what are you gonna do in the meantime <laughs> Garrett, you still got that one card that you said was your favorite. You still got that set aside. I, I have a, I have a few cards set aside. You have here. a few cards. Okay, I want I want everyone to use their imaginations here, real quick. All of our listeners, I want you to think of yourself. You just had a long day, uh, sitting in a tree stand, seeing nothing because that happens all the time. You've been freezing your ass off because you got up at five a.m. So you go back to the camp, and now like you're sitting there with a bunch of sweaty greasy men you're in this despicable situation and some idiot says hey he comes up he comes up behind you and he says true or false all compound bows should be limbered up by dry firing them several times before going and you look at him and you you say false you should never dry fire clearly (laughs) clearly false I totally see your point there. Um, where on? I'm just saying, where on earth does this fit into, like, playing while you're out hunting with people? Like, how how obsessed do you have to be to bust out a game called Butt Quest while you're out hunting? Unless this is like, if this is an educational tool, like maybe you got like a kid that you're trying to get ready for a hunting safety well, class. Yeah, it markets itself as a. They do. To be fair, they market it as an educational tool. I, it, they don't say to play it in the field. I, I just, I just added that caveat. I would. That's what I would do. I kind of, I want a full immersion. Yeah, full immersion in the back <laughs> of a pickup. You know, sipping on some, some hot soup after a long day of hunting and just prepping for the next day mentally this is definitely something that i would do i I gotta i gotta figure out i gotta be able to characterize the uh bleeding sounds of a doe in heat thanks to this board (laughs) game i'll be able to identify that from a mile away i i I will say i was much more successful in answering these trivia questions than i was in uh in in twilight i mean yeah some of the because there were so many of these that were true false i think that's the only reason that we got them well there's true or false we we also had a few that were you know Pretty much common sense. Yeah, yeah. there's three answers. Speaking of that, what really bothered me about the questions, and the editor just did a terrible <laughs> job. They're I, true false questions that sometimes at the beginning they'd say they're true false, and sometimes they would they you wouldn't know it was a true false unless you looked at the answers. And then sometimes some of the questions would say survival in front, and so they're trying to give it them a category, but the other questions didn't have a category. I was just it was all over the place. So I actually I have an example of that. Uh, this question says true or false. To effectively manage wildlife, three elements must be controlled. Population, habitat, and blank. True. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, you got that wrong. The correct answer is people. People. (laughs) Of course, I should have gotten that one correct. Here are your two choices, and you're wrong. That's that's a simple typo. Like like I said, they had 1,500 questions, so they had a a good slew. They they weren't able to get every single one. You said you got this at half-price books. I'm wondering what Hunter was like, I don't need this anymore. 
Like, I got why they had to remove this game from their collection, and they just had to hang up their hat, and they said, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm hanging up my uh, my gun to walk away from the sport and never return. It's kind of sad, Garrett. You got the remnants of someone's uh, <laughs> someone's hobby and love and pastime there, and uh, you know now it's just fodder for a shitty little podcast. It's probably that, or it, I the person who dropped it off was actually the the Buck Quest Incorporated that they couldn't sell all their copies. They so. couldn't hold on to the stock. <laughs> They're just like, oh, we spent we spent so much money keeping this in storage. We just need to get rid of it. I'm I'm very I'm still very curious about Buck Quest Incorporated. You said there was a number, right? Yeah, actually, I, I wanted to bring that up on on the uh, in, in the back of the instructions. They tell you that um, considering that new products are continually being introduced and many deer studies are undertaken each year, some of the information may be obsolete even before the game goes into print. Even before it goes into print. <laughs> We have we have messed up even before we've gotten to try. <laughs> Should an answer be proven wrong, feel free to pin in the correct one, or please contact our office by phone, fax, or mail. Your findings, since we intend to release updated versions periodically. And they... I love how it dates itself by its modes of communication: yeah. phone, fair, fax, or mail. Oh not email. <laughs> not tweet at us. So they le- they give you their their phone number and their fax number if you're interested in giving BuckQuest Incorporated. A call, and I, I think one of the reasons I was so fortunate to stumble upon this this board game is because it was produced, um, or they're incorporated here in Brady, Texas. So, well, I think we yeah. got to give them a call and report this uh, incorrect, true, false question. Let's give them a call. All right, all right. Give me the number. The number is nine one five. Okay. Five nine seven. Five nine seven. Hunt. Hunt. H U N. T calling. Welcome to Verizon Wireless. Your call cannot be completed as dialed. Please check the number and dial again. Announcement four four zero four. Well, that uh that didn't work out too well, guys. I think uh I think they've uh, <laughs> they've shut down the dream. That's too bad. They've closed the bad. doors. We'll never be able to correct that card. I'm sorry, Garrett. I know how much that meant to you. My copy is tainted. I'll have to pin it in. Clearly, we've gotten to discuss a little bit of the flaws and shortcomings with the uh, dice based purgatory. And um, but is there any variants that anyone can think of that would make this game more interesting? I, I think it's almost like a high score thing, like somebody trying to complete the perfect run of beating the game in one turn. That would require savant levels of deer hunting interest, I think, to get through that. Yeah, and to be fair, unlike some of the other games that we play where you can kind of, there's a few enough questions you can memorize, there's so many questions here. A couple of variants in the questions, but so many questions. So you got to respect these guys. These guys, like, they came up with 1,500 questions, and they have given them to you as a way to you know, learn. So, you know, you can't, you can't just do what, you know, Jeff described where no. memorize the four You gotta go all the way through every and, card. Uh, and su- succeed at every game. I will say on the flip side of things, uh, we, we went through a spell where none of us were getting any right questions, but you're still rolling sixes and you're moving along. You could very well win the game without answering a single question right, so long as you're rolling high numbers on the dice, which is hilarious to me. It, is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> Terrible <laughs> thing. <laughs> you, you can still win the game without answering yeah, anything Yeah, the main correct. point of the game is to be, you know, to increase your knowledge for the deer hunting game. And if you're trying to play it to win at the same time, I, like, I, I for a second there thought I was going to get no questions right and still win the game. Like, I very <laughs> had a, I had a good shot of doing it. I think it's a good thing. I think it shows self-awareness that 
nobody yeah. wants to answer questions about beer and it, you can still finish the game and get it, get it. you can you can put the proverbial dog down i think it like uh it allows a nice opportunity for if you're you know a, a dad's playing with his son and the dad has spent you know night after night in the woods and you know he's surviving out there and he's eating dandelions <laughs> and he's avoiding the most uh, dangerous poisonous plants daffodils uh yeah daffodils uh and he he's he's a man of the woods and his uh he his son wants to play a game with him because the father's been away from home for so long that the son hardly doesn't even see his face anymore and you know the mother's you know <laughs> right on the verge of divorce and this is really their last opportunity to connect as a father and a son but that's you know the son's not going to be able to uh show up the dad in dear knowledge this is can't do it that was such an elaborate right He's not going to be able to do it, so you got to have an opportunity for the son to still play the game, move along the board, yada, 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 while the dad just goes through and takes it in one shot, and he can look at his son in the eyes and just whisper, you failed. (laughs) Is this uh, close to home, Thomas, in some ways, or... We, we we had some long nights in the woods. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> That's all. Good. So in in regards to in regards to we found this game at a half price bookstore. How many other people have found this game, Garrett? Does this thing have any online presence whatsoever? I I dug as deep as I could. I it does have a board game geek page. However, it has almost zero stats, um, zero ratings, zero comments, uh, zero parts, zero pictures. The only blip is that somebody has put it on their wish list. Um, there's a <laughs> there is a single person that has marked Buck Quest as and it's one not to us, own. right? It's not <laughs> us. It is not us. I, I will be submitting my review. Um, however, we for all intents and purposes, this game has zero presence online. Okay, I I just pulled it up. This dude who has it on his wish list, his name is Masu. He's from Hungary. <laughs> he's located in Budapest. He says, I'm Sador. I'm, this is his profile. I'm Sador Kazi. My board game geek username is my nickname in real life as well. An informatics engineer working in data. I love almost all kinds of board games. Only monotony and great luck factor can bother me. Moreover, the latter is consideration <laughs> only. So, yeah, you, you, the monotony and the uh, luck factor are pretty, pretty hardcore elements yeah. of Book Quest. I, I, I'm I know. We might have to update them. I, there's a lot of questions. I mean, if, if, there, if he finds uh, some thrill and variety there, there's uh, definitely a ton of very niche in the weeds questions here. Oh, absolutely. So if, if this thing doesn't have any reviews, then our review, Garrett, is going to be the board game geek way to balance. So I'm going to let... You bought this game. You sunk your hard-earned money into that. Whether that or not that was a good idea, I think, is up for debate. But what are you going to rate Buck Quest? Oh, man. Well, this is a tough one. I, On one hand, I admire the the effort that they put into this game it, and, and it as a teaching tool. On the other hand, they ripped off Sorry. They ripped off uh, Trivial Pursuit. And they didn't really categorize the information, so I got to deduct points there. Whew. I'm gonna give this game. I'm gonna give it a three and a half. I think this is the best game we've reviewed so far. A three and a half. Three and a half. Oh man, I <laughs> I don't know, dude. So uh, on the board game geek rating, three stars is equates to bad. Likely won't play this game again, and four is not so good, but could play again. I think I'm right in between there. You said you think you could play. There's actually a percentile chance that you would play this again, Garrett. I'd, I'd pull it out. 
Would you? No, that is such a lie. That is such a fucking lie, Garrett. How many times have I sat through Marina Monster? <laughs> yeah, but you're you're doing that specifically to mess with people who haven't seen Marina Monster. <laughs> so you're saying that you... It's right. a very bad movie Fair for enough. those who don't know. Yeah, that's that's, that's his yeah. point. But that's his point. You know, he's going to bring it out for people that All right, he I'll, knows I'll, people are going to slog through it. He's going to organize a grand game night and then have pull this game out. What do you, what do y'all what do y'all vote it? I I give it maybe like a two, maybe a two and a half. I think that art is horrendous on the board. <laughs> I think it's I I think someone's got to put it down. You know, someone's got to go out there with this 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 board game, is like a deformed deer, that was hit by a car and it's like trying to limp off towards the stream, and I think it's time to walk up behind it and boom, old yeller style. Jeff, what? I um, I'm you know I'm probably the highest in the game here of the three of us, and I think it's I, I I think I grade these games a little higher and less harsh than you guys. So I I agree with Garrett. I think this is probably the best game we've played thus far. So I have to grade it a little higher than the other ones. I give it a four and a half just on that. Um, my my scale might be slid a little bit higher than everybody's, but I, I'd say it's the most enjoyable. Well, that's very uh, that's it's a very small sample <laughs> We're size being here. Skewed so quickly. Uh, yeah, I, I'd say that it's. Of the three games, it's one of the more original games. Uh, they did come up with their own questions. Uh, and the biggest knock is the mechanics, right? Like, I think, you know, the, the dice rolling, dice purgatory, the fact that you don't have to get anything right. Um, but otherwise, and I, I didn't hate the artwork. So, I, you know, I have to grade it a little higher than, than you guys did. Let, let me ask you all this. It, it makes some claims on the front of the board, like I said. It is the kind of knowledge that will help preserve the future sport of hunting. It's an exciting outdoor game aimed at improving your hunting skills, and it is a must for all young hunters, but challenging for all. Would you say how is how is knowing the coding hold on, hold on. of the of the teeth I, of a deer going to help you preserve their life? I don't know. Of those this. of those three, did they hit on any? After you kill them, you can figure out how old they are. Remember, <laughs> by the age of their teeth, then then you don't kill anymore. <laughs> um, I mean, it accomplished some of those sure if if you want to get say that it has a thesis it accomplished a little bit of it i guess uh how much would you sell this thing for garrett uh i bought it for three dollars i think my selling it as a manufacturer i would sell it as probably about 12 bucks as a as a purchaser i think i i nailed it three dollars was was a great great buy uh no one's gonna buy this thing more for more than five bucks in my opinion jeff I was going to say, five, yeah, right at five bucks, just to keep it nice and even. No one's going to buy it, period. It'd probably be in a bin special for $5 deals. Oh, yeah. Right next to, like, some old Steven Seagal movies or something like that in Walmart, right? Exactly. Just a big old bargain bin. But if you guys want to buy this game, tough luck. Because, listeners, you cannot get this anywhere online. I don't know. You might be able to find this on eBay, maybe once in a blue moon. It is, it's not on eBay. No? It is not. Oh, my God. No. So you're just going to have to hit us up directly. Now you have no choice. If you guys want to get in touch <laughs> with us at Rough Draft Games, we love talking to you guys. We love hearing uh, whether or not you agree or disagree with us. Any sort of rapport. We love uh, chatting it up with you guys. So if you guys want to hit us up on Twitter, we got, a, we got an address for that. Right, Jeff? Yeah, you can hit us up at Twitter at Rough Draft Games or... Uh, visit our website at roughdraftgames.com or send us an email about, you know, you want to buy the game from us or you're mad that we get some of the some of the, 
the deer hunting uh, trivia questions wrong, um, send us an email over at roughdraftgames at gmail.com. Yeah. In, in fact, I think we need the hunters who are listening to this to reach out to us, and uh, we can probably organize a one-on-one matchup between you and Garrett or uh, something like that. Yeah, and, and did it do its justice? Did the game help uh, help keep the sport alive? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> if you're if you're one of the people at uh, Buck Quest Incorporated, we'd love to hear from you as well. We we want to know um, how long did it take you to come up with all these questions, and what is your favorite mechanic of the game? But until we eventually hear back from Buck Quest Incorporated, or until we release another podcast next Wednesday. If you're interested in hearing more episodes of Roll and Move, we have a little bit of a backlog on our website. You can go there and check out the podcast. You can hear us on uh, SoundCloud or whichever's hosting service we eventually choose. I'm sure it'll be something wonderful. Uh, You can also check out our blog that we release called Theme Addict. It comes out every single Monday. Is it Monday? It's Monday. Yeah. It's Monday. It comes out every single Monday, and it tells you how to have a complete board game experience with music and food, and it's just, it's really going to help you bring those board games to life. Right, Garrett? That's right. We're going to envelop you in the theme of the best thematic board games out on the market today. Fully immersive. Perfect. But until next time, we will see you guys next week. Bye.